Well, it's here, the last Friday fix of the series, and so we decided to go out in style with interviews galore as we take one last look back at the season that never happened and celebrate it with one or two awards along the way as well. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Yes, welcome to you all for the final Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix of season 2019-20. It's episode number 49 of series 2 on Friday the 10th of July 2020. So, let's bring in my co-host. Hello, Rappo! We are taking over your airwaves in 3, 2... One, 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 yeah, it's getting a bit thick, mate. As it was all them grey hairs were dropping on the floor that day, I thought, I wonder how many more years I was going to have them. I'm not sure. Dropping yeah. onto the floor. Yeah. But, uh, nice, mate. Enjoyed that. So, are you all ready for this episode, then? Yes, mate. Yeah, looking forward to it, Dicks. Yeah, series one, everything. Yeah, we made, yeah. It, made it through to the end. Uh, 49 weeks. I, I, I don't yeah. think either of us expected that many, did we, when we started <laughs> off? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Did, yeah, uh, yeah last, start of last August, mate. I don't think we could have uh, anticipated what was going to happen, mate, could we? No. And the thing is, we don't know how long we're going to be off before the, well, the new season starts, do we, really? True, mate, yeah, exactly, mate, yeah. Still don't really know. I know there's a few dates, and there? Phil's come up with a few dates for the, say, for us Peninsula League sort of cup ties and that, mate, anyway, which is, it's nice to see a date on the calendar, like, Dick's in it, but, mm. but like you said, mate, you just, you just don't know when the league's going to start, mate, do you? No. Still in limbo, mate, aren't we? Still in limbo. Yes, it is. And uh, when you mentioned limbo last week, of course, uh, I had visions of <laughs> Gary Thompson and Martin Grigg uh, doing it. Uh, Martin did send me a text saying that uh, he's not so sure it would be a, a pretty sight. So uh, don't, don't mention that word again, if you don't mind. So. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> Scary thought, mate, isn't it, at our age? Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, at any age. I've got to bend down, mate, to get me golf ball out the old mate. I have to. <laughs> and you've got one of those gadgets on the on the flag that brings the ball up quickly. No, we haven't, mate, at Lan Audrey. You think they would have at Lan Audrey? You know, we're, we're a posh club, mate. You know, we haven't got that. Oh, I see you. <laughs> no, you got it at Tahiti, mate? Should be a member at Tahiti, yeah. You get all these <laughs> glam things. <laughs> So, uh, here you go. Well, let's just very quickly tell our listeners about today's programme. It's a little bit different than normal as we're bringing this this series to an end today with our awards finale. During June, we let you have your chance to have your say by voting for several different categories across Saturday football. From the manager of the season through to each league's player of the season, as well as who you thought was the cup team, And to round it off, we also invited you to suggest your player who, for you, scored the goal that will take a long, long time to forget. Twelve different categories in all, and today you get to find out who the winners are 
and we bring you interviews concerning them all. So, Rappo, where do we begin? Yeah, mate, yeah, 12, 12 categories, Dicks. Uh, I'll leave that to you, mate, you're the boss. I'll leave that <laughs> one to you. All <laughs> uh, right. Well, actually, before before we start, uh, let's just uh, uh, tell everyone it's still worthwhile subscribing to the Rappo and Dicks podcast. Go to your favourite podcast platform and search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Okay, here's the first interview of this special Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix episode. And, uh, well, it's with the winner of the Trelawney League's player this season, someone who was actually on the programme fairly recently. How's pre-season training going then, Carl? Uh, Yeah, it's going uh, really well, actually. Um, We, uh, Mass has set up... uh, different sort of pods in our uh, own areas uh, of around six players um, and then if there's any more obviously there's a lot of uh, members of the coaching team that come along uh, Damon uh, obviously Mass uh, Bua uh, Martin Daltrey have all uh, you know done their bit in terms of coaching at the different areas also Glenn Hooper is uh, focused on the Sinostal area Um so yeah, it's go- going really well at the moment. We're training a couple of times a week and, yeah, looking good at the moment. I mean, obviously, we've seen a lot of it on, or some of it on social media that Steve's put out. And uh, it appears to be a lot of close-up work being done. Is it actually much different in the sense of any other pre-seasons? You know, is it as hard? Yeah, no, without a doubt, the, you know, the intensity is definitely there. But also, there's a lot more uh, of a personal feeling to it. You know, you can feel like you can, you know, interact with the other players a little bit more, the coaching staff a little bit more, um, and that, you know, you're almost working a little bit harder because you're not in such a big group um, of players. You feel like you're almost uh, being watched a little bit more. So you always have to put, you know, that extra five ten percent when uh, one of the uh, coaching staff are watching over you. So. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely the intensity's there and it's uh, just as hard as any other pre-season, I'd say. Who used to take the training at Holman's? Uh, it was me me mainly, um, but also Dennis Pitt did uh, quite a lot of the training as well because obviously I, I uh, wanted to train as much as I could. But when, you know, when you're coaching, it's a little bit difficult to you know, coach as well as play as well. So, yeah, Dennis also did a lot of the training. Okay, right. Now we only had you on a couple of weeks ago, so any idea why you were on again so soon? <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm not, Dave. No, no idea. <laughs> well, I'm pleased to tell you that you're our whirlwind sports Trelawney League Player of the Season in our uh, Rappendeeks End of Season Awards. Oh wow, that's uh, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so it's all ended up well, hasn't it? I mean, Holman's are back in the combo. You're back at step six level with Helston, and you've been voted player of the season. Yeah, well, yeah, couldn't have gone a lot better, to be honest. <laughs> Other than, uh, yeah, it's a shame, obviously, the season was null and voided. But, yeah, no, I'll, t- I'll take that. <laughs> You're right. So, congratulations and good luck for next season. Yeah, thanks, Dave. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, catching up with you soon. Your Cornish podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that was, of course, Kyle Marks, who, uh, as you heard in the interview, was only on the podcast a couple of weeks ago 
following the successes Tim at Holman's have had this season? Yeah, I love Moxie Junior, Deeps. I mean, great lad and a, and a fantastic talent, mate. And great to see him back at Alston as well, really, you know, where he should be playing at the top, mate, at Cornish football. You know, hope he has an injury-free season next season, Dave. And, and he got, you got my vote, mate. You know, it's a bit of a no-brainer, I think. This one, a, a player of his ability playing in the Trelawney League. But, but well done to him, you know, for dropping down for a season, you know, after his injuries. And, you know, well done to him, mate, for helping out his dad, you know, Marcus Senior. And Dennis, mate, you know, well-known name in local football, mate, Dennis Pitt as well. So, you know, those three got got Oldham's back up into the Combo League where they belong, didn't they? So, you know, well done on a great season. So I suppose Kyle could have been a candidate for the manager of the season as well, couldn't he? But, um... Yeah, true, mate. True, <laughs> player, player manager, yeah. yeah. No, no, well, well done to those three gents, mate, for getting Oldham's back up, Dicks. Yeah, now... Uh... It was uh, the uh, Whirlwind Sports Trelawney League Player of the Season. Kyle was the uh, clear winner in this category, finishing ahead of, of a few well-known names. Um, let's do it in reverse order, shall we? Uh, equal third place was Jason Busby and Stephen Floyd Norris of Tregony, Lucas Jory of Constantine, Reese Monteith of Holman's, and Ryan Trelaw of St. Day, they were all equal in third place. Second place, familiar name to uh, people that have been on the footballing scene for a few years, Dominic Pullen at uh, Mornan. And then, as we've already uh, found out, Kyle Marks got the uh, most votes for the Trelawney player of the season. Good name there, isn't it? Dom Pullen. Yeah, I was going to say, mate, there's some, there's some good experience names there, like Dixon and you know, Steve Floyd Norris, mate, been around, you know. Uh, Ryan Trelaw, mate, had a, had a good career, mate, isn't he? You know, mostly at Luggan and mm. some, uh, and obviously Don, mate, yeah, some good experienced players. Good to see him still playing, mate, you know, along with the other young lads in the sections, mate. So, yeah, yeah good. Right, on to our second winner, and uh, this one's from the Dutchy League. If I'm honest, this finished up a bit of a surprise one with uh, even the winner suggesting it should have gone to someone else. Here's the interview. <laughs> Hi, Ollie. Now, you were playing for Biscovay last season, weren't you? Yep, Biscovay. And your goalkeeper? Yep, goalkeeper. So why are you a goalie then? Uh, well, probably a goalkeeper makes have got no technical ability whatsoever, so... <laughs> That's, that's, that's why most most goalies go in goal, isn't it? Because they, they've tried it outfield, but for some reason or other, it isn't quite for them. Yeah, so I think it was more to the point when I was younger, wasn't any good outfield, so I was just trying to make goal, get him out of the way. All uh, right. And um, I think it was the first season back in the Dutchy League for Biscovay, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think it was either a year or two um, out, and then... Uh, Ralphie, our, our chairman, decided to reform the club. Yeah, first season back. And how did you get on? Uh, it was mid-table finish. I'm not exactly where. It was around fifth or sixth for us. Um, we steadily got better throughout the season because a lot of the boys, a lot of the boys haven't really played for about two or three years. Um, so it took time to sort of and get back into it but performances did start to improve so it would have been interesting to see where we'd come if we could have completed the, uh, the season yeah because I mean looking back now it's actually quite a while since your last game was it it's March the 7th so what have you been doing since then 
not a lot to be honest with you. We did a um a Zoom end of season presentation like a lot of teams have done. Um we've recently just started doing small uh small training sessions with, with six with um five players and our coach uh Turnbull. So we're just getting back into the swing of things now, doing bleak tests and things like that. So hopefully we're gonna be nice and ready for when the season does eventually restart. And as a goalie, then, do you have to, uh, you know, participate in all in all the sort of uh, train the the hard running training and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, you put me through it. <laughs> That's a bit hard luck, isn't it? Yeah, it's all right. I don't think it would really do me any harm, though, too fair, mate. No, that's true, I suppose. Right. You, you mentioned there about the, the Zoom Awards at the club had. Uh, did you win anything? No, nothing, mate. I don't think I got a single vote, to be honest with you. You didn't get a single vote? No. <laughs> ah, right. Well, that, that's a bit strange, because um, you've actually been voted our Dutchie League Player of the Season in the Rapid and Deeks End of Season Awards. So what do you, what do you think of that? Um, well, sorry to Geordie Wilmot, to be honest, mate. I think he's, he's probably deserved that. I think he just don't want that one over me. Well, well, we can't we can't share it. I mean, you had the most votes. I mean, uh, whether it was you that voted three thousand times or not, I don't know. But um, but uh, you're you're the Dutchy League Player of the Season. Well, I think it's um, just down to group bunch of mates that um, that have done that one, mate. To be honest with you. But deep down, you deserve it, don't you? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right. Well, it's not. It's nice to have some recognition for uh, all two of my clean sheets this season. <laughs> That's a good place to end. Thanks for that, Ollie. Cheers, Deeks. Your Cornish podcast. Yep, this one went to a goalkeeper rapper. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, it's a lovely setup at Biscuit, eh, Dave. You know they're, they're very prominent in, in new football, mate. And I only saw the pitch a couple of months ago, mate. You know, uh, you know, big and new football up this way, mate. And I, I was driving by, and well, I, I did me four out of five crossbar challenge, mate, on that pitch, mate. I don't know if you remember that one, Dave. Yeah. That challenge that, that's the one where you had two goals, wouldn't it? So if you missed one, you might hit the other one. <laughs> Yeah, it was the yeah the youth ball was in the back of the big one. I must admit, but, but uh, luckily it didn't, mate. But yeah, no, yeah, Willsey set me that mate. So, but yeah, lovely setup there, mate. At um, you know, at, at, I mean, at Biscavado, mate. And I'm not well, I'm not sure I've seen all the in action between the sticks, if I'm honest, mate. But but well done to him. Like sounds like a, a pretty down to earth lad, mate, doesn't he? So <laughs> well done, Ollie. <laughs> yeah, for Ollie Burt of Biscovay, they finished mid-table in the Dutchy League's Division 3. So, But this is what the Rapper and Deeks Friday Fix is all about, isn't it, Rapper? We bring you players that deserve to have a moment. Everyone deserves to have a moment, don't they? Exactly, mate, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I must admit, I voted for, for Jordan Wilmot of Nampia, mate, you know, but, you know, I like a goal scorer, but, you know, why not a keeper, mate? Why not a keeper? They do a great job as well, Dix, don't they? Yeah, exactly. So, just to recap in reverse order again, uh, Dutchy League player of the season. Third place was Connor Ducey of St. Colin Major. Second, Geordie Wilmot, Nampian Rovers. And uh, our Dutchy League player of the season, Ollie Burt Biscovay. And uh, who knows next season with, you know, he'll go out there full of confidence and he'll do more than two clean sheets, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, build on that, mate, hopefully, will he? <laughs> <laughs> now he's a celebrity. Uh, exactly, yeah. He'll be signing, uh, he'll be busy signing autographs and everything tonight. So, 
<laughs> yeah, well, well done, Ollie. Well done. <laughs> right. Next up, the LWC Drinks Cornwall Combination League Player of the Season. Cool, that's a title, isn't it, on itself. <laughs> now, unfortunately, we don't get to hear from the player himself, but instead we have his manager, Wayne House from Pendine Rovers. First of all, Wayne, if we can have a very quick look back at the season. I mean, top place for Pendine, but not moving up. Yeah, um, it was one of those situations, obviously, it got snatched away from us because it was in a good position to win the league. You know, we were quite confident that we were going to go on and win it. Um, but we did have the ground inspection, um, and we needed a couple of things doing. Nothing major, but a few things needed doing before we could go up. Um, and it was all in place, you know, the funding, everything. But then, obviously, with the pandemic, um, the guys that were going to do it, um, it's our chairman, E.R. Jenkins, um, they would just have that much of a backlog of work that it might have been, you know, it might not have been completed for us to actually go up. And then after we committed to staying in the combo, about a month later, we were told that we would get a 12-month extension to do the work oh, right. by the FA, which was a bit of a, a kick in the nuts, if you like. Right. Okay. You know, so... So we're, um, you know, this season, obviously, well, when, eventually when we get started, we're going to try and finish what we started last year. Obviously, there's some new clubs come into the league. It's going to be a lot harder, but, you know, we, we should be, you know, we're confident that we can still carry on and, you know, get our goal that we set out for last season. Yeah, it, it's looking already that actually the combo might be a, a, a little bit more competitive next season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Lodgeron coming into it, you know, they've... Um, got the manager, you know, Matty Howes, I know very well. Um, he's taken most of the Melzel boys uh, from the second team from last year, taken them over there and added a few. So it'll be good to see them in our league and it'll be a nice, uh, I'm guessing it'll be a Boxing Day fixture for us, which will be quite good for mm -hmm. the beers after. <laughs> um, and obviously, uh, Justin's now gone to Marazai, Justin Millard. So, you know, he's taken a lot of lads from Hale and his old Exiles boys. So again, it's going to be another, you know, another good side coming into the combo. And to be fair, with no disrespect to the combo, it'll be nice to have, you know, some decent competitive games. You know, it's going to be especially local derbies. Yeah, I was going to say that, that you know, the, the local derby thing is great for everyone, isn't it, really? Yeah, that's it. You know, in Penworth, we used to, uh, you know, yourself, you know, there used to be loads of West Penworth sides around. Um, and over the years, due to one thing or another, the teams have just, like, faded away, you know, with financial commitment you know um also player commitment you know so it's nice to have a couple back in our league and make the league a lot more competitive and i know my lads are already saying that we're due to start training tomorrow and they're already saying how they're looking forward to you know the more competitive you know the competitiveness of the league so it should be pretty decent right now one of the reasons you did so well was because of your striker alex ralph uh, tell us a little bit about him well, uh, as I've said to you before, um, the lad, he just oozes quality. You know, he's playing in a good side, don't get me wrong. You know, to be a good striker, you've got to have a good feed. You know, and Rappo would tell you that himself, you know, all the goals that he's scored over the years. But, you know, you've still got to have the ability to, to do the finishing. And, you know, just his whole, his whole attitude, you know, for, like I said a minute ago about youngsters' commitment to football, you don't get it like you used to. But he's there week in, week out. He doesn't like training. He can't stand training. But he <laughs> Most strikers up. don't. No, that's it. You know, he, he won't run at training. You try to get him to do something and he won't do it. You give him a ball at his feet and he forgets that he's doing fitness with it. <laughs> you know, but he's that type of player. The, the commitment from the lads, you know, it's there week in, week out. You know what you're going to get from him. 
you know, he might not touch the ball for, you know, quite a long spell in the game. And then all of a sudden, he'll just whip up and ping. You know, he's scoring. And then once he gets one goal, you're guaranteed most games he gets two or three. Mm. You know, he's he's just a different different class. You know, I've been involved with managing football now for quite a while. And I've had a few good strikers, you know. But Alex has got to be up there with one of the best. And the lad's still young. You know, he's he's a young, quality player. And I know that even now, you know, he's being tapped up to go to a higher level, which is understandable, you know, but I'm hoping and praying that I can keep hold of him and keep him at Pending to help us get what we want to get. <laughs> is he a local lad? He is, yeah. Um, uh, Marazion boy, MNS brother, other twins, Jack. He's a decent old player as well. He's just coming back from a broken leg, you know, so he's mm-hmm. coming back this season, which is good. Both from Marazion, two top quality boys that, you know, they're just genuinely you know decent lads the pair of them you know and it's nice to see you know right well that's that's good praise uh for him now reason i'm asking you this is that actually alex has won our podcast the lwc drinks Cornwall combination league player of the season uh it's awards day today and uh he got the most votes in the combo league uh, for players. So uh, I just, I've, I've tried Alex. He unfortunately suggested he wasn't that good at public speaking. So he didn't want to come on, but um, yeah, I, yeah, sounds know, about right. <laughs> I, I thought the best man that otherwise is his manager. And uh, well, you, you're full of praise for him by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's brilliant news for him as well. And it's just another confidence thing for him because he is, uh, he's a confidence player. You know, and he never, he doesn't realise how good a player he is. That's the thing. Well, you know, he never, and no, that's absolutely, so he knows he's actually got the award, does he? No, he doesn't know yet. He won't know until the podcast is going out on Friday. So I'd appreciate if if you keep that quiet until then. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. I'll not say a word. That's cool. Right. But um, yeah, I didn't tell him why I wanted to speak to him. But, um, you know, obviously I thought, get let's get his manager on. And uh, well, all I can say, Wayne, is thanks for coming on the podcast this season a couple of times and uh, good luck next season. Lovely, buddy. Great to speak to you as always. I'll speak to you soon. Your Cornish Podcast. So, a good season for Pendine Rappo and another club foiled by the expunged season. Yeah, that's exactly what I've put, actually. So I, take, I put, you know, like, firstly, well done to Wayne, you know, on a great season for Pendee, mate. And, uh, like you said, shame they didn't take the promotion. And But obviously, maybe this time next season, mate, they might be in a position to do it, mate, or have done it by now. But um, and a fantastic season, personally, for Alex, mate. He's a he's a natural finisher, like Deeks. I mean, he's Jack's old strike partner, mate, at Falmouth, under 14. So I've seen a lot of him. And... Uh, and he's a good lad with it, mate, along with his twin brother, Jack, mate, who, who Wayne mentioned as well. He's mm. a defender, ironically, Dave. Right. He is, mate, centre-half. Yeah, Jack's centre-half. But, but no, Alex, great finisher, mate. Congratulations to him, mate. And, and like Wayne alluded to, mate, you know, a young player, he's only, he's only going to get better, I think. Mate, I think he'll go from strengths, you know, strengths of... <laughs> that's, all, that's easy for me to say, mate, isn't it? Strength. <laughs> To strength, mate. So, yeah, good luck to him in the in the future, mate. Yeah, good good young talent, mate. Yeah, Alex was the clear choice as winner in this uh, category uh, for those who voted in it. Uh, so, to confirm the top places, in fact, there was a host of players who tied for second place. Uh, they were Wayne Brown of uh, Port Eleven, Keaton Cooper, Helston Athletic, 
Kiel Morm of St. Day and Martin Wortley of Port Leven. But uh, player of the season, LWC Trinks Cornwall Combination League, Alex Ralph of Pendine Rovers. OK, so we go from one end of the county to the other now as we move into the, uh, or on to the player of the season in the RRL East Cornwall Premier League. And it's someone that our regular ECPL man, John Colenso, knows very well. Well, we've had the chairman of St. Clear on the podcast for a while now. Now we've got the captain as well. Welcome, Ryan. Hello, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Uh, I, I think I've caught you before a training session, haven't I? So I'll, I'll take it easy on you. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, what's the season been like you? And we're talking here 2019-20 rather than the season you're about to embark on. But uh, what was last season like for you? For me personally, it was a good season, really. It was good to see St. Clair like, back and playing well. And, and the, obviously, as you know, the cup run that we had obviously helped a lot with everything. Because, I mean, normally you wouldn't see St. Clair anywhere near <laughs> as far as we got, to be honest, but for well, not for some time anyway. But we, we've done really well last year, and the whole year just throughout, like everyone's attitude to the game and all of that was really good, and everyone was buzzing really. And it was just good to see and good to be around really. So, are you a, a long-serving St. Clair player or what? Uh, well, yeah, I went. Uh, I played here for like four years now. But before that, I was at Liscar for like two seasons. And then before that, I was at St. Clair. So I just had two seasons away and then came back. Right. And John, um, what position does Ryan actually play for St. Clair? He'll play absolutely anywhere you ask him, to be fair. He's, he's got that much talent and know-how of the game. If you ask him to play centre mid, which is his main position, he'll do it. But if you say Chappers dropping at right back, you know he'll do a great job there as well. He's an all, a very good all-round tactical player. But where in particular, John, would you like Ryan to play? What's his best position? Uh, pulling the strings in the centre of the midfield. Would you go along with that, Ryan? Is that where you enjoy it most? Well, well, that, yeah, that's where I enjoy it. That's where I want to play. But I'd sort of fill in where I have to, to be honest. <laughs> I have a word with the chairman. Shall I see what I can do for you? <laughs> yeah, that will be ideal. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, last season, Ryan, I mean, what, what, what's your special memory from it, if you've got one? Well, to be honest, it's... I would say that obviously the cup game against Godolphin, yeah, that game probably is the standout one for all of us. To be honest, that was a, it was a good game. It was very back our backs to the wall, but we expected that and we soaked it up quite well. I thought, and and everyone's reaction afterwards as well. Everyone was completely overwhelmed with it all. Really, we didn't know how to react, but <laughs> yeah, it was it was very good. I thought you were going to mention that other cup game. What was it when you played Mount Gold? Oh yeah. The, that was uh, what when we lost. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That one was good. That one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's very quickly talk about the cup run because obviously you beat Godolphin, and then what was it, St Blasey after that? Yes. It so was, yeah. did you go into that St Blasey game with a different mind because you know you'd done well at Godolphin? Yeah. Well, I, I, I will admit we probably went in with a bit more like relaxed and. Because we sort of thought, I think we sort of accepted that we were going to lose before, which is obviously not what anyone wants to no. do or hear. But we had uh, got through, obviously, Godolphin through the skin of our teeth, basically. And and uh, but yeah, the simple easy game. I think we just didn't turn up. We didn't play very well as a team, and 
which was a shame really because we didn't really make a game of it as such yeah because I feel like we could have done a lot better and made a game of it but unfortunately we didn't turn up on that day okay Rappel and I we're a little bit concerned about that soggy corner at St Clair what's it looking like after the layoff we've had at the moment it's looking good All the whole pitch is looking really good to be honest it's uh, John and the uh, committee have put a lot of our work in at the moment to get trying to sort out that bottom corner of the pitch because as you know it's it's not very good is it and it, it's most of the reasons why we we have games called off but I mean it's getting it's getting better now and it's looking alright now obviously we've had a lot of dry weather recently haven't we so yeah. it's not been too bad and also I've got to ask you about there's a player that plays for you that John John never mentions his name because I think he's afraid of clubs poaching him is it Ethan Gwillem? Ethan Gwillem yeah. yeah young lad yeah he is yeah yeah good Spe- player he is I was going to say special talent so you want to keep quiet about him yeah that's it yeah I won't mention his name again <laughs> <laughs> what about that John are you happy with, with Ryan mentioning Ethan or what yeah we can we can say it just at once and then we'll leave it to that <laughs> Okay, so look, we've got you on Ryan anyway because you know I'm pleased to tell you that you're 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 our RRL East Cornwall Premier League Player of the Season on the Rapid Deeks and the Season Awards voted by you know people out there. Um, so so well done to that. Oh, thank you, John. Does he deserve it? He certainly does. Yeah, I would I would say all day long. He he um, like I say, he's a midfield general. He runs our team really with his. He's just got a beautiful right foot. You know, he can make a pass anywhere you like. He'll play anywhere you like, and I think he thoroughly deserves it. And I think Ryan personally, I, I don't. You know, I think you ought to be let off training tonight after that. Well, it would be nice. Apparently, the odd ones on Thursday, so I'll do, I'll do it tonight, and then I won't turn up Thursday. <laughs> good idea. Good idea. Well, well done on the award, and congratulations on the season, and roll on next one. Perfect. Thank you very much. Your Cornish That was St. Clear skipper Ryan Chapman along with John. Uh, this category proved pretty close, Rappo. Uh, not a lot between the final top three. Uh, in fact, there was only three votes separated the top three. But uh, before we reveal who those uh, the other two were, um, John, full of praise for his skipper. Yeah, yeah, he sounds like an infectious sort of character, mate, doesn't he? Sort of lad, mate, you know, it's nice to have a captain like that. I think, you know, it sort of rubs off on the rest of the team when you've got a, a lad like that, mate, good bloke, bubbly bloke. And, and like JC said, mate, great attitude. I mean, to fill in anywhere to help the team out. I mean, it, it's good for a manager to have a player like that, Deeks, and it is. Mm. I mean, I remember Trev put me right in midfield <laughs> one day. One, we was playing Yate away in the, I think it's the fourth round of the FA Vars like day. And Trev put me right in midfield, mate, and I, I was nearly crying. Mate. You know, I was, uh, <laughs> I was devastated, mate. We, we played that formation in midweek, mate. We played our combo team, you know, our reserve team, mm. in a 70-minute game, mate, and we beat them 9-0. And, I've, and I had that trick, mate. I thought, oh, this is all right, actually. You know, right in the field's not too bad. You know, got in around the bat or got slipped through and all. But um, come to Saturday, Dave, oh, mate, I, I had an absolute nightmare, mate. I was all over the shop. I, I spent 45 minutes tracking back. <laughs> it's a bit different playing your reserves, mate, isn't it, to a, a team two leagues are in you. And, and I had an absolute nightmare, mate. And Trev put me back up front at half time. I was that bad. 
<laughs> that, that. <laughs> but no, I mean, Ryan reminds me of like, like do you remember Duncan Powell, Dave? Yeah, we had yeah. A former, yeah. yeah, I mean, Trev used to put him anywhere, mate. You know, defence, midfield, he played up front with me a few times and played better than me as well in a few games. He'd, you know, and I think he even played in goal, mate. I think Denny went off injured one game and Paula had about an hour in goal. And it's, I mean, you could put him anywhere, mate, and he would do a good job. and you know, Ryan sounds like that type of lap, mate. Don't know from what JC saying, mate. So, so congratulations to him, mate. You know, on on winning the a good, a good top three, actually, David. It's strong top three. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to say the top three? Yeah, if you like, mate. Go on. Yeah, well, I, my what I voted for was in third place, David, because you know, obviously, I like a goal scorer, mate. Then I say so I went for Kieran Royal, mate, from St Dominic. You know, I think JC's mentioned him a lot, and he's in his piece, mate, uh, every week this season and just got a look at his goal scoring record, mate, for obviously sixteen or seventeen, mate, and he's knocking on forty odd goals, isn't he, this mm-hmm. season. So, you know, great start to men's football for him. Uh, one for the future. I mean the experienced Danny Brook, mate, from Mount Gould, I mean second. I mean obviously Mount Gould were you know, had a lot of season, mate, didn't they, with you know, quality team that they had, you know, for that league and and probably Probably would have gone on to win it, mate, wouldn't they? If it weren't for the, well, I won't mention it <laughs> for the, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, but, but yeah, well done to Ryan, mate. Ryan Chapman of St Clair, mate. It's the RRL East Cornwall Premier League Player of the Season, mate. So well done to Ryan, mate. Yeah, it, not easy to say that, is it? RRL East. Cornwall. It's not, mate. No, that's right. I'm glad you. I'm glad you, <laughs> you stumbled over it because I do every time. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it don't, it don't just trip off the tongue, mate, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> right. So, on to our fifth award of the programme, and this time it's the Superior League West Division Player of the Season. And who better than Rappo to have a chat with the winner of this one? Well, I'm here with Penrith striker Jack Rapsey, Rappo Jr., uh, a lad I know quite well. Um, mate, I'll reveal why I've grabbed you for a quick five-minute chat in a minute, but... But um, what was it like signing for Penryn at the start of last season, uh, back playing with your mates and for Popey, one of the best young managers around? And on Bake's beautiful pitch as well. I know you had a few offers from Southwestern League clubs, but when Popey come in, your mind was made up. What what made you go to Penryn? Well, yeah, I just well as soon as Popey messaged me, I thought well I'd just been out ten months with my foot injury, so I just wanted to get back playing football, especially with my mates. And after winning. Uh, the Trelawney League with Carrick in my first season of men's football and probably one of my most enjoyable I thought it was a no-brainer really just to go back there with the boys and yeah I loved every minute of it yeah yeah that was a great season wasn't it mate Carrick your first season of men's football remember that I mean you quickly formed a great partnership up front with the speedy Ryan Reeve mate I mean you're both different sort of styles of player but you really gelled well together up front yeah I think Reeves, Reeves a different player to me. He's quite quick off the off the shoulder player, whereas I like to drop feet and pick the ball up. So, yeah. we complemented each other quite well. With like my flick ons or dropping deep and passing the ball um, for him to run onto, and he's a nightmare for defenders like chasing them down all the time. So, yeah, it's pretty nice to play up front with a player that's as quick as Reeves. Yeah, worked well, mate, didn't it? Worked well. I mean, including pre-season. When the FA cruelly null and voided or expunged, the deeks are like <laughs> like me saying that again, mate. Um, the season, I mean, when it was when it we went to lockdown, I mean, you were on 
including pre-season, mate, you were on 29 goals and Reevy was on 20. I mean, almost 50 goals between you. I mean, but you've got some other great talents in your Penryn team as well, mate, and you that have had good seasons as well. Yeah, definitely. I think the whole the whole team really, even players that might not start every single week, like they, as soon as you bring someone off the bench, it doesn't feel like you're making the team weaker. Like anyone can come on for anyone, and we've still got a good like one of the best sides in the league, um, especially after losing a keeper early on in the season and Dan Lord going in goal for the rest He's, he was superb on his first game against yeah, St Day and then course, yeah. throughout the whole season really he's done really well so yeah everybody in the team has been class all season yeah great squad mate isn't it great squad I mean you were a point clear of St Ives with with a better goal difference and a game in hand when the season was expunged sorry Dinks uh, do you think you would have gone on to win the very first St Piran League West division title mate yeah I I th- personally I think we would have I don't know if that's biased towards my team or whatever but we only losing two games all season and pretty much winning the rest if we draw one I can't remember but yeah, um, dropped seven points I think wasn't it? yeah so we still had to play a few teams around us which would have made it tough but all the teams around us had to play each other as well yeah. so I'm sure we might have dropped a couple of points and everybody else might have dropped a couple of points so I'm pretty sure we would have won it yeah I think you was brilliant at the start of the season mate we, on the good pitches weren't you yeah, when, the, when it's yeah. the winter and we got to play in those exactly, hard yeah. mud battles yeah you're a football inside mate I think the pitches at, towards the end of the season would have suited you wouldn't they yeah but, definitely but, so, yeah I think you would have won it personally but but I mean how gutted was you not to get promoted and go back up to playing in the Southwest Peninsula League I mean you, you've played there since you were 16 mate I mean how gutted was you not to do it with Penryn or, or have you just accepted it now and it's on to next season um, I've pretty much accepted it now it's been nice to get another season with the boys in the St Perrins League and I'm pretty sure or confident that we will have a strong chance of winning it but yeah it's frustrating because I think we was almost guaranteed promotion because I think we just need to finish top four places or something yeah. so we would have needed a couple more points so I think it's unfair we haven't been promoted really yeah. but yeah, yeah just got to do it next season now I suppose yeah it? exactly mate that's the attitude isn't it mate you know you, you fantastic setup, isn't it with Bakes's pitch yeah and, yeah it's be one of the nicest pitches in the South Western League as well yeah yeah it would be a credit to the league mate wouldn't it yeah like you say just got to do it again next season I mean I mean while we're you know what the reason why we're here mate I mean not surprisingly several Penrin players were voted for in our Cornish soccer podcast mate you know that me and Deeks do mate yeah uh, in our player of the season poll and you were one of them mate so, you know, being instrumental in your team's 11-game winning run at the start of the season that that took you well clear at the top. I mean, and to be fair, you scored in the big games against Perrin Porth and St Day, you know, didn't yeah. you? So, you know, you, I think you got a chance, mate. I mean, you, you, you're going to be up there, I know. I don't know. I think there's a few better players this season. But... Yeah, well, I... Here it is, mate. I mean, I must admit, mate. I voted for Bradley Levers, mate. You know, you know, your old mate. I thought, yeah. I thought he was superb. You know, the most games that that I saw, you know, last season. But to be honest, mate, it could have been any, you know, six or seven of you. To be honest, mate, all had fantastic seasons, and you know, shame when it all ended. But, but so here it goes, mate. The reason why we're here. So, in third place, mate, in the uh, the St Piran League West Division, mate. Um, in third place, mate, for Player of the Year was shared by Dan Richards of St Day and Bradley Leavers of Penrim, mate. So that's, that's you know, got vote my gone. vote. Yeah, yes. that's my vote. So um, second place was Ryan Reeve of Penrim, mate, mm. his strike partner. And the winner, mate, 
Do you know who it is? It's Jack Rapsy, mate. It's Jack Rapsy of Penryn. So, um, so congratulations to you, mate. You know, obviously got a few admirers out there, mate. Sorry, I didn't vote for you. But uh, do you want to say a few final words, mate? No, sounds like a fix. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, uh, well, not for me, mate. I voted for Bradley. But... Uh, well, thank you very much for everyone that's voted for me, and hopefully we can have another good season like we have this year and finally get promoted to South Western League where Penrim belong. Yeah, I totally agree with that, mate. I think you deserve it, mate. You know, unlucky last season, but, you know, good luck for next season, mate. And um, one final question, are you, are you better than your old man? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. No, yeah. mate, you're a better player, mate, but... Maybe not a better finisher, but you're definitely a better player, mate. But but no, congratulations, mate. And, um, you know, to everyone at Penryn, three players in the top three. And that's uh, this season's St Piran League West Divisions Player of the Year, Jack Rapsy. Well done, mate. Cheers. Cheers better mate. golfer, though. Yeah, yeah, you're a better golfer, that's for sure, mate. Yeah, yeah. cheers, Deeks. Your Cornish Podcast. Well, what a question to ask him, Rappo. Are you better than your old man? Yeah, I had to ask him, mate. You know, well, he's live on air, mate, because I think before he's told me he is, mate. (laughs) 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 So I thought I'd put it to him while there's a load of people listening, and he backed down, didn't he? Uh, He backed down. But uh, no, you you know, I I personally think he's a better all-round player. That You know, lovely touch, mate, two good feet, and... You know, he makes better runs than I used to. I, I think I got away with it, mate, because of my pace back in the day and all things. And obviously playing in some great teams, mate. You know, I, I was lucky, I think, mate. I played in some great teams. And, you know, well, I suppose I was a decent finisher, mate, when I did get a chance. So I might have that over him, mate. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, he was uh, quite, quite tough, mate, to it, I think, quite quite shocked as well mate thought it was a fix didn't it well I was going to say can you assure Jack that it wasn't a fix Um, because neither of us voted for him so I don't know who did but, uh, no, no, I was going to say his own family didn't vote for him. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't vote for him, mate. So, but, yeah, no, it's good, mate. Yeah, but no surprise that actually there were a lot of votes for Penryn and St Ives players. And I think you, you've yeah. said it in the past, haven't you, that they were probably the, the best two sides in the league. Yeah, outstanding teams, think, yeah, both of them, mate. Yeah, definitely those two, mate. And, and you know, with St Day probably not coming up too far behind those two, mate. But, yeah, I think they were the two outstanding teams in the division, mate. Definitely from from the games I've seen. Anyway, Dixon, I'm probably a bit biased because I obviously watch Penryn a bit more than everyone else. But you know, especially at the start of the season, like they 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 were outstanding, mate. And you know, like you said, it could have been any one of probably half a dozen or more of the players, mate, that were you know got them to that that eleven game winning run that sort of took them clear at the beginning, mate. They were you know played some fantastic football. Right. So just to recap, there was a tie for third place. Uh, that finished with Bradley Leavers of Penryn and Dan Richards today. Second place went to Ryan Reeve. And uh, first, uh, or, or our player this season for the Superior League West is Jack Rapsey of Penryn Athletic. Must get it from his mother, I suspect. <laughs> yeah. So, on to the Superior League's East Division, and again, the player of the season was from the team that finished on top when it all came to an end. Well, season 2019-20, I think it's fair to say it was going well for you, wasn't it, Kieran? Yeah, it was 
on a personal note and as a team note, it was going very well. But, you know, it's just a shame it's been cut short, really. But obviously, completely understand the circumstances to why it was. But, yeah, top of the league and going quite well on the goal-scoring charts as well. You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, St. Austell, top of the Superior League. You personally, leading goal scorer. So I guess there's got to be a few special moments to look back on, surely. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I think I, oh, it's hard to pick one, but I'd say probably one of my favourites was um, one of our cup games down, I think, was it St. Um, I think it was Hale, that, yeah. our cup game there. I quite enjoyed that one. You know, hard fought game. Windy conditions, you know, came through a 1-0 victory. It was, you know, that's probably my favourite moment of the season. Uh, <clears throat> and a nice surface. <laughs> yeah, it is a lovely surface down there. I wouldn't mind playing on that every week. <laughs> that was probably one of the, the more low-scoring games, though, wasn't it, for you? Yeah, but that's the thing, right? Um, I think everyone to a man played their part that game. You know, like I say, we grinded out a 1-0 victory down there. And, you know, they were pushing as well in the last like 10, 15 minutes, so uh, it, it was a very good game, that was, so I'd probably say that's my favourite. But we, we've had quite a few high-scoring games as well, but I think <laughs> as, a, on a, as a team note, that's probably my favourite. Yeah, was it also one of your favourites? Because that, that was probably when uh, Sparky was away, wasn't it? Yeah, um, we had um, Phil Lafferty and Steve Wheatley managing us that game. But obviously, they stepped. we had a fantastic coaching staff this year, so they stepped in and played their part as well. Also, Luke Perks as well, I won't forget to mention him. Right. And of course, um, there's lots of changes going on at Polterra this summer, one of, one of which is that a number of the reserves are stepping up to play in the in the South West Peninsula League. You must be excited about that. Yeah, um, all, all of us are really. It's, you know, it's going to be a really good, exciting challenge. So really looking forward to it. You know, it's going to be a good challenge. But I think we've been quite dominant in the St. Pyrrhon East League for the last couple of seasons. So, you know, it's about time really we step up and, you know, see what we can do in that league. Yeah, because I've read a quote from you on the Sinolster website um, saying that you can't wait to test yourself against some of the best fullbacks in the county. So, are you very much still a winger or what? Well, um, yeah, I mean, we, the formation we've played this season predominantly has been 4-3-3. Um, three, three, so, I play wide either side, mm-hmm. but at times I played down the middle as well. But I've always really played out wide as a kid, so... That's, that's where I'd say my favourite position is. I, you know, I like going past people, so <laughs> I get an excitement out of it. <laughs> You're right. And uh, I believe I'm right in saying that you were voted the team's player's player this season, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I was, actually. I was quite chuffed to get that, really, because it could have been any one of the lads this season. I think a number of them have had like their best seasons in men's football, so... Yeah, I felt really privileged to, have to get that award this season. Yeah, and there's, well, there's nothing better than being the player's player, is there? Yeah, exactly. To be voted by your peers, it's, yeah, it was, it's really nice. I really enjoyed that award. Right. Well, I can also tell you that uh, you've got another award for this season. Uh, you've been voted the St. Pyrrhon League Player of the Season for the East Division in the Rapid Deeks Cornish Soccer Podcast Awards. So uh, <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, again, like I think the competition this year has been great. So, you know, you've got teams like St. Morgan who've stepped up. Craig Allen, got to give him a mention. I would have thought he would have got it, to be honest. But, yeah, again, honoured by that. Um, didn't really think I'd get it, but <laughs> thank you very much. Well, there you go. Yeah, Craig Allen was second runners-up, uh, but you were the top man, and, and congratulations. Well done. I do, yeah. Thanks for that. Appreciate that, whoever voted. <laughs> Your Cornish Oh, a good season for the winner, Kieran Bishop, and looking forward to the new one as well, Rappo. 
Yes, mate. Yeah, he's a talented lad, you know, Kieran. Is, you know, I've been watching him since he was about eight or nine years old, you know, same age as Jack and that mate in that age group. And fantastic talent, mate, who I think will go on, mate, and, and flourish in the South West Peninsula League, mate. You know, he's quick, tricky, you know, great eye for goal. So, you know, no reason, you know, he's going to be well managed by Sparky and that mate who he knows already. So, yeah, I think he'll uh, aim to watch out for next season, I think, mate, Kieran. Mm. And uh, out of all the different category winners, Kieran actually finished with the highest percentage of votes. So uh, a very popular uh, choice by yeah. looks of things. So in third place, it was Dave Gilbert, Paul Perro. Second, and this was a player that uh, Kieran actually mentioned in, in the interview, it was Craig Allen, the uh, league's top scorer. But unfortunately, mm. he hasn't. Hasn't got a nickname, so that's probably why he didn't win it. <laughs> and uh, first place in the Superior League Player of the Season for the East Division, Kieran Bishop of uh, AFC St Austell. So halfway through already, flying through. Aren't yeah, yeah, yeah. So halfway through, and we're going across the border for the next category, the. Kitchen Kit Limited Southwest Peninsula League Player of the Season for the Premier East. Now, that's an even longer title. Now, the winner could have come from the likes of Cornish Clubs, Millbrook and Torpoint, but uh, instead it was a player from a club further afield. Here's his manager, Mark Blake of Bobby Tracy. I've got you on, Mark, to talk about your striker, Sean Finch, but before that, the season 2019-20 for you isn't actually over yet, is it? It's not. No, we've still got a couple of um, couple of cup games, uh, Dave, to finish off. Uh, we're still involved in the the League Cup. What was he passing League Cup? Uh, we're in the quarterfinals of that one. So we've got a, a game, hopefully, a, a sort of fairly big curtain raiser, so to speak, on the eighth of August, because that could potentially be the first uh, competitive game in sort of Devon and Cornwall that's been played in the last six months. Um, so, you know, I'd imagine every man and his dog will, will want to be there if we can, if we can be COVID compliant and, um, and, and Mr. Johnson relaxes the, uh, the social distancing from two metres to one, then hopefully we can get, you know, a fair, fair few hundred people through the gates to come and spectate that one. So we've still got that one to finish off on the 8th of August. That's penciled in for. Yeah. Um, and, and that'll be that'll be a fairly big clash of East against West in the quarterfinals. And then we've also been told recently that Devon FA would also like to conclude their um, St Luke's Bowl, which uh, we're the first team through to the semi-finals of. So we've got a another uh, decent tie there. Uh, so hopefully, again, sometime in August, and that one is going to be against the winners of um, Exmouth and Willand. Yeah. So. I suppose as a manager, it makes it easier for you to keep the squad together, um, you know, for these prestige games coming up, doesn't it? You would have thought so, Dave, yeah. In an ideal world, uh, that would have been absolutely, you know, fantastic to have uh, to have kept everyone together. But unfortunately, players being players as they are these days, uh, you know, modern, modern 21st century players... Um, <laughs> There's not a huge amount of, uh, of, of, of loyalty uh, in, in the game anymore. So even with uh, those games in the offering, uh, you know, in, in August, 
we have lost, believe it or not, as many as six or seven players in have the you? last couple of months. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, crikey, I didn't realise so, that. So. Yeah, so, I mean, there's, there's always going to be, uh, every club, you know, in the summer period, uh, uh, a period of transition, and um, there's always going to be a clearing out a little bit of the dead wood, so to speak, you know, players that maybe didn't play as much last year as, as they'd hoped to, or players that look at what's coming in uh, and think, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be up against it this season. I'm, I might not figure as much as I did last season. And uh, they, they tend to sort of dip their toe in two or three different ponds in, in pre-season. And, you know, they, they keep their options open. And um, the manager's always the last one to find out about it. You normally hear from the boys first, oh, he, you know, he's training with this one or training with that one. And, um, and, and yeah, I've had a, had a sort of few lads approach me in the last, Month, six weeks, and uh, and announced that they're they're going to try and uh, try another venture and, and and you know try something new for the next season. So mm. there has been a little bit of a little bit of a mini rebuild uh, oh. in the last in the last month or six weeks, and we have brought a few new faces in, and, and I'm a great believer in you know always trying to improve the squad and always always make a stronger year on year. So hopefully those coming in uh, will prove to be valuable assets and, and maybe better players than those that have left. So. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. But overall, though, it, it was a crazy season for Bobby Tracy, wasn't it? Because, first of all, the weather caused a massive fixture pile-up. And then, then of course, or before that, of course, you had the Vaz disappointment when you got eliminated. So, you know, it, it was um, crazy all round, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was it was bizarre. Really, really strange season for us, like you say, for those those three reasons. I mean, we I was at the ground a few weeks ago with um the, the ground staff doing a bit of maintenance and you know, we we're a great believer in rolling my sleeves up and mucking in where I can and going up there and helping out as much as possible and I was up there with uh, the chairman and a couple of the ground staff and um they they said you wouldn't believe it because in January, February, the pitch was about two, three foot underwater. Yeah. And, and they, they were there a couple of weeks ago actually praying for a bit of rain because <laughs> um, they, they just they just um, fertilised the pitch and put some other bits and bobs on it and reseeded the, the gold mouse. And they were kind of, uh, you know, doing a bit of a rain dance, hoping for, for a bit of the wet stuff. And I said, you, wouldn't, you couldn't make it up, you know, like six months ago. Six months ago, we were two foot under the doing stuff, and, and now we're, we're sort of praying for it because it's been so, so dry the last two or three months. Yeah. And just remind me, why did you get eliminated from the VARS? Uh, it was, um, it, effectively, it was illegal registration of a of a player that had um, come on in the dying seconds of a an earlier round for another club. So he'd already, ah. he'd already represented... Um, uh, his, his previous club in the Vars and um, and and he was we we didn't we didn't understand that at the time the, the registration went through that he he had actually played right. um, and and the truth of the matter was he came on for sort of the last five minutes of a of an earlier round so therefore he should have been been named in 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 the squad for for Bovey that day. Right, fair enough. So enough of the bad news. Now I'm assuming Sean Finch isn't one of the players that's left you. No, Sean is very much still with us. Although, you know, he has he has he has had approaches from two or three other clubs in in the co-season, and, and people are trying to poach him. But no, Sean's Sean's a pretty loyal lad, and um, he's he's given me his word that he's with us again next year. And and uh, we have seen his face at the club once or twice in recent months. So, yeah, he's all good to go again. Hopefully next year. 
Right, now, he finished uh, the Peninsula East leading goal scorer, 35 goals. Um, yeah. Now, what sort of player is he? Is he a goal poacher like Rappo used to be, or what? Uh, he scores. He scores all different, all, all different types of goal, Dave, and all, all manner of goal. He he was regularly score, um, sort of one or two a game that are in the eighteen yard box. He's you know got such a knack of being in the right place at the right time, as as do all great goal scorers. Um, but he, he will also pull out you know worldies from time to time uh, as well. The boys talk about one of his goals, <clears throat> probably his best goal of the season earlier in the season. Uh, he, he plucked the ball out the air, route one from back to front. Um, it, you know, it come down with snow on it, and, and he literally plucked it out the air, one touch, killed the ball dead. Uh, he turned the centre back inside out, twisted left and right three or four times. The centre half actually got dizzy and fell over, <laughs> and then Sean and then Sean was through one on one with the keeper. The keeper come charging out, and Sean just literally lifted the ball over the keeper and then tapped it into an empty net. Um, it, you know, some of the things that he, he does on the pitch is, is stupid, really, for this level. Right. So we're, we're, blessed, we're blessed to have him. But, yeah, the, the sort of um, the rate at which he scores his goals is, is scary. Um, but the type of goal will, will vary from week to week. Some weeks it will be a six-yard tap-in. He takes penalties and, and also he, he scores the occasional, you know, worldie. So. All right. Well, we're finishing the series uh, of the Friday Fix podcast with our awards finale uh, today. And, and Sean has won the vote for our Peninsula East Division Player of the Season. So uh, as his manager, of course, you know that, you, you know, you know what that means, though, won't it? He'll be looking for a pay rise. <laughs> yeah, um, I think we've already had to agree that because <laughs> of uh, the approaches, the approaches he's had in close season from one or two other clubs. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll always look after, we'll always look after Sean and, and Sean knows that, which is, which is why, uh, you know, he, he's going to stick with us again next year and why I think he's enjoying his, his football, uh, again, you know, um, he's obviously released by Torquay in, in 2016. Um, he, he went over to Stoke Gabriel and, and top scored there, I think in the following season, uh, 16, 17 season. Um, when they were in the old um, Division One East and Stoke Gabriel won the league, I believe Sean top scored that season as well in the East Division. Um, and then he came over to, to Bovey about 18 months ago, and, and this will be like his, his third season now with, with Bovey. So, um, he, you know, he, he's well loved at the club, uh, real character, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful to have him available for selection in my team uh, most weeks. Well, great stuff. Pass on our congratulations to Sean. Uh, the reason Sean's not on, everyone, is that, well, part of the reason is that his phone's a bit dodgy, so we didn't want to risk it. Um, but thanks, Mark, for coming on and, and having a chat with the soccer podcast. Yeah, no worries, Dave. Thanks ever so much for, for getting in touch. And, um, yeah, congratulations to Sean. I think he deserves all the uh, applauds and accolades that uh, sent in his direction. So, well done, Sean. Literally deserve Your Cornish soccer podcast. Yeah, obviously Mark mentioned the League Cup tie with uh, Mosel coming up. As we'll hear from Phil Hiscox a little bit later, that tie has now been put back a week and hopefully, and it is still obviously provisional, hopefully it'll take place on the 15th of August now. But uh, let's turn to the real reason why we spoke to Mark and that was to announce the winner of this section. It was Sean Finch of uh, Mark's club, Bobby Tracy, 
Obviously a natural goal scorer there, Rapper, I would think. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it, mate, doesn't it? Well done to Sean, mate, for the award. You know, sounds sounds like from Mark, you know, what this thoroughly deserves. You know, that, I mean, don't see too much of the East Division, if I'm honest, it's, but, you know, I've seen his name a lot and I'll, I'll definitely try and watch him next season, mate. You know, he'll have a goal score, don't I? But sounds like he's a talented lad, mate, and... And you know, good interview actually. Did like Mort said, you know, I think it would be a hell of a crowd there on the fifteenth, mate. Went on Christmas Mouser. Yeah, you know, I think it would be a yeah cracking crowd there for that. I can't, I can't believe he's he's lost nearly half his squad though. Can you? No, that's, I, mean, yeah, I, I was expecting, well, like I said to him, you know, no doubt you're keeping your squad, but in fact, it doesn't seem to be the case, does it? So, no, no, it's a shame, mate. I hope they can, but. But like you said, mate, crazy season. But, you know, remember seeing their pitch on Twitter looking like the River Nile, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> looking like the River Nile, mate. And now the groundsman, you know, he's begging for some rain. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's unreal, isn't it, mate? And just just goes along with that with the old crazy season, really, mate, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. And I think, I, I didn't mention it to Mike, but I think Bobby actually, was it their last game they played that actually should have been a home game, but because they had so many fixtures to get in still, they actually played it away, I think, to, uh, you know, right, to yeah. get a game played. And, uh, you know, to, yeah, remember that, mate. Yeah, so... Remember that, yeah. I know, mate, it's uh, no, unbelievable, mate. But, but well done to Sean, mate. You know, 35 goals, not to be sniffed at things, is it? And, yeah, that's right. And so, you know, yeah, well done to him for coming out on top, mate. Yeah, so again, not not a lot in it in this category. In third, or equal third place, was Curtis Damrell of Torpoint and Tom Payne of Millbrook. Second place, runner-up Lewis Young of Torpoint, who I thought actually the way the votes were coming in that he would end, would have ended up winning. But uh, he was pipped at the post by uh, Bobby Tracy's Sean Finch. Okay, next category, and a, and a break from the players, as instead we ask for your votes for, your, for the club who had the best cup run of the season. In fact, this is another club who, well, they still have to finish off last season's cup matters first. Welcome back uh, to Falmouth Times manager Andy Westcott. Now, firstly, for most of the teams, the season is over, Andy, but technically for Falmouth, it isn't. Is it? As you've got a couple, well, at least a couple cup games to finish off yet. Yeah, it's quite a nice way to uh, to start the season if you if you wish. Um, you know, I've said it before. I'm, you know, I'm not a massive fan of pre-season just because there's no real competitive edge to it. So, you know, if we can get those cup games going, it'd be great. Interesting, you say it's the start of a new season and not the finish of an old season. Well, I suppose psychological because <laughs> we've had such a such a break. It's um, it's hard to quit last year, isn't it? Really, but. Um, you know, I know the boys are, are itching to get back now because, you know, a lot of teams are starting to get training and, and obviously with the Premier League back now, I think the buzz is getting there with the boys now. So, um, and the fact now we've had a date given, well, provisional date given for the for the cup games, I think everyone's um, getting a bit excited now. Good. Now, I want to have a, a very quick look back at the 2019-20 season as this is the last podcast of, of this series. And there's one competition I'd particularly like to talk to you about, and that's the FA Vars. Okay. Now, you made it to the third round proper, and so I would imagine you've got many a good memory of it. Yeah, it was a it was a great run for us this year, actually. Um, you know, we had some, some 
some really good results. You know, I think it started at Bristol Telephones away, and we'd started the season so poor, and we'd gone up there with a with a patch side really. And when you look back at it, I think they they were bottom of the league. So, you know, it, it was one of those games you think I can't we can't lose to these, but it just it just it was a must win. And I remember we were like two 0 up cruising it. And then they scored like a bit of a, a go out or nothing, 2-1 with about 5-10 to go. And you could sense the nerves and it was like, you know, a little, little bit of pressure. And then um, and then we got a penalty with about two or three minutes to go and Matty Buckham scored it and then 3-1. And so that sort of set us on our way, really, set us up nicely. And then, you know, what it's like with the, with the FA Vars, you sort of want to draw teams from outside of your league. And sod's law, we get Blazy away. Um, but we had a great, great uh, follow that game and we managed to beat them. And then... I suppose the draw that all locals wanted, but none of us wanted ourselves in in Houston, and, and that turned out to be a an epic epic day um, result. You know the the support that we took over. You know we pretty much took over Houston's cricket club. You know they were great for us. You know taking on um, all the F troop and and then obviously the march up to the grounds and then the result that probably nobody ever saw coming. Um, so that was unreal. And then. Then the Longs Levens game, you know, with that goal with with Webby, um, you know, that's you know all my playing days, slash manager days, you know that that last five minutes, I don't think I'll ever experience ever again to be two 0 down in the 90th minute to win the game after extra time, which is something special, and, and you know, quite often I I get sent that goal or it resurfaces on Twitter and. And I don't care who you are, if you're a Falmouth fan or not a Falmouth fan, or you know, you've got to appreciate the, the you know, the goal in that, and that was special. And then I suppose the frustrating thing is when we played Christchurch, really summed up our season. Really, I thought it's probably the poorest we played, massive missed opportunity because I think they were there for the taking, and it was just unfortunate we had no, no centre forwards or no, you know, natural centre forwards for that game. We had. Bucks away, Bowyer away, and I think Nico was injured. You know, that's three big players for us, and we just fell short. But, you know, immensely proud of the boys and some great memories made. Yes, it's a, it's a great competition, the Vars. I, I particularly like it. And um, as you say, what, you, you played five games, uh, all of them away apart from one, and two against uh, local opposition. So you had a bit of a mixture all round. But if you had to choose one particular moment... What would it be? Ooh, one moment. Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, it's a toss-up between the Houston and Longslevens, I think. I think the Houston for because obviously Houston have been on a great run and um, that was a that was a crazy result, really, wasn't it? I mean, no one expected you know such a convincing scoreline. Yeah, and that's it. I suppose the Houston for just the way we played and and just the, the goals we scored and the way we played and. And that was a statement, you know, you look at Houston's season on a whole, you know, to, to hammer them 5-1 on their own turf. Um, yeah, I'll say the Houston one, really, because there was a little bit of little bit of antics going on behind the scenes, you know, with, you know, the way that Houston conducted themselves, you know, with, like, silly music when we walked on to warm up, just doing little things like that. So I always felt like there was a little bit of a, a little bit of needle in the game. So, yeah, I'd say the 5-1 Houston game was probably the highlight, I'd say. OK, well... It's our special awards program today, and we've asked people to vote for who they thought had the best cup run of the season. And with your FA Vars run, making it to, to the uh, third round proper, Farmer Town have come out winners of the poll. So uh, what do you make of that? Yeah, it's great. You know, it's, um, 
it's nice to win something, I suppose. But um, yeah, it was, it was like I said, it was a it was a great it was a great trip for us, and like you said, so many highlights and. Yeah, great that we won it. Well, congratulations, Westy, and, and thanks for uh, your appearances on the podcast over the season. I, I think you're up there around the top as the most number of appearances. Oh, OK, thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> happy to come on, Dave, and have a chat with you, mate. You know me, I like a, like a about, chat about all things football, so... Next season, then? Yeah, mate, look forward to it. So enjoy your break, and uh, I'm sure I'll hear from you soon. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. <laughs> We all love being involved in a good cup run, don't we, Rappo? Yeah, nothing like it, is it? But, you know, I know you the league's your bread and butter and it's the one, you know, everyone wants to win, but there is something special and they're a better cup cup run, mate, and especially like a cup final day, you know, it just gives you something to look forward to, done it in the supporters and everything. And, you know, I agree with Westy D, you know, it'd be good for town to have that competitive edge from the off, mate, wouldn't it? Rather than a meaningless sort of friendly for fitness, you know, at the start of the season. So and probably that five one win at Alston in the past was so that I don't know if you agree, Dick, so I think that was probably the result of the season in all of Cornish football, mate, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose I you could have a very good point there. Um so it, well, like I said to Westy, it was yeah, it was a result that made everyone you know, yeah. sit up and think, Crikey, what went on there? Yeah. It was like that Sunostal Parkway sort yeah. of game, Dave, isn't it? You know, that for, it's a result you, you know, you think it's going to be a nice sort of close tight game, you know, hard to call the winner. And then, you know, for town to go to Alston and win 5-1, mate, you know, I think that was, you know, I don't think any of us would have predicted that, mate, would we? Well, no, so, certainly not. But, uh, yeah, fantastic day out, mate. And, you know, obviously the F troop were there in force and great day for town. But, and of course, mate, the Long Levens come back, mate, with, with Webby's goal as well, mate, you know, and winning, winning in extra time. I mean, you know, I mean, you've got to mention JC as well, mate, and his St. Clair teams running the Senior Cup as well, Dick. So I think, I think both clubs, mate, will have great memories from, from both their runs, mate, to last season, mate, won't they? Yeah, you say great memories. I mean, I, I thought actually a word of praise to Westy because I didn't prime him for it or anything, but he did well to recall the run game by game that Falmouth yeah. had in the us. That surprised me a little yeah. bit. But um, so, and who is it? They started off with Bristol Telephones, wasn't it? Bristol Telephones, mate. Yeah, yeah. They were. I think they were bottom of the. Um sort of Western, Western League, League Division, Division 1, one. Yeah. They were, yeah. yeah, they were bottom at the time, I thought, oh, that's going to be a nice easy one, but I think it was harder than Westy thought, and you know, went up, you know, like you said, went up there with bare bones, I think, as well, Dixon, yeah. on the day, so, yeah, no, lovely to have a cup run, mate, isn't it? Great to have a cup run. Yeah, so, to confirm the final top three in third place, it was actually Helston Athletic under-18s for their run in the FA Youth Cup, which you know was truly a great yeah. achievement to to get yeah. you know to get as far as they did, and uh, obviously mate. yeah, and uh, good for the players as well. You know, play on a professional club's ground at yeah. uh, Forest Green, so that was a good experience. Yeah. Um, great experience. So, yeah, so they were third. Second place was St Clair in the uh, for their run in the Cornwall Senior Cup. And uh, yep. the winners of this section, the club who had the best cup run of the season, goes to Falmouth Town in the FA Vars. Well done, Town. <laughs> <laughs> right. On to our ninth award and the player who scored the goal of this season. I wonder who it could be. <laughs> it's our last show of the series and looking back at the season. So uh, we just had to get 
Jack Webber back on uh, for that goal against Longlevens. Cam Weldon was at the game, and so before we hear from Jack himself uh, and his thoughts on it, eight months later as well, Cam, you were in a brilliant place to view it all, weren't you? Yeah, it was a really it was a fantastic game, Dave. And obviously, I was um, I was reporting for BBC Radio Cornwall on the day actually, and I was uh, direct, pretty much level with Jack when he um, when he kicked it because I was Matt Friday's video, which is obviously it went viral really. Um, when he filmed it, he was just behind it. I was pretty much level with Jack when he hit it, and I was like. Wow, and what a goal it was, and obviously what an atmosphere as well. So it was a really, um, it was a memorable day, and I'm sure, I'm sure Jack will remember it for the rest of his career. Yeah, it's um, it's probably my favourite moment ever in a Falmouth Town shirt. To be honest, it's not many, not many games or goals are going to match that one. I don't think. Would you say it's the Would you say it's the best goal of your career so far? Probably not the best in terms of uh, like the goal itself, but in terms of for the moment, the fans and the atmosphere after it's, it's yeah, it's got to be right up there. Well, obviously at, during that game, if we look back at it, you were you were two 0 down at the 90th minute, which was which when you look back at it, it's probably crazy how an Earth fan have got back into the game. But obviously when it was two one, I think it was was it Braben's penalty, um, and then yeah, Braben's penalty from yeah yeah. Boya. And then obviously you you stepped up and you hit it first time as well, which when I, surprised me. Obviously, I was a lot of players would have taken a touch there, but um, did you? Know, was it one of those shots when you took it? You knew it was going to go in. Uh, to be honest, I, I wasn't I wasn't too sure. I just knew I knew as it was dropping to me. I thought I had to hit it first time because keeper was a keeper had um, parried it and then landed on the floor and it was pre- pretty much an open goal. But yeah, as soon as I hit it, I knew I knew I hit it cleanly and. And I was just uh, thankful to see it float over the keeper and into the net. And obviously the, the celebrations that day, the F Troop, I'm sure you'll probably agree with me, were on fire that day. And, um, we got to mention the celebration. What, what went through your head at that particular moment? Um, to be honest, I, I don't score too many goals, really. Well, 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 I haven't since I've been at Falmouth. And um, I just thought it was it was fitting, the, the support we had that day, just to, just to go over and celebrate with the F Troop because they, they was... They was the only thing we could hear all game, really. Did Westy get? I didn't. I can't actually remember from it. Did Westy get involved in the celebrations? Yeah, I think uh, all three of the coaching staff, Charlie Davis, Westy, and James Meadow, all came over. I think you can see them at the end of the video flying in on their knees <laughs> around the back of the goal. It's iconic that one. Um, and just finally, obviously, you, you, that was to take it into extra time. And did you feel that goal almost put put the tie back into your favour? Because you were out. Obviously, no disrespect, Falmouth were out of it. Um, for pretty much the majority of the game, obviously you had chances, but Long Levens had the goals and stuff, and you were out of it. Did you feel that goal changed the game? And going into extra time, you were on the top foot, and it was only going to, ever going to be one team to win it. Yeah, definitely. I think just from that moment, you could see uh, the Long Levens side; their heads just dropped, and it was it was just a, a massive relief for us. We was on the uh, attacking, and I think we had a few chances in extra time to uh, win it, and then uh, thankfully we did, and it was just a big relief at the end of the day. And just quick, briefly on the uh, the Vars run in general. Obviously, it was a was a great run. It came to an end, unfortunately. But um, is that a a cup run you'll look back on fondly with the rest of your career? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think uh, you, the goal and the day is gonna gonna live long in my memory. To be honest. Yeah, and Jack, one question for me is leading into the game. Well, leading in, into you know the, the week of that match, did you actually expect to be involved even? Um, not particularly. I knew obviously I had a chance, but I'd, uh, I'd, I think I had a week off from uni at that time and I, <laughs> I was sort of expecting to, to come back and sit on the bench, and maybe get a few minutes at the end, but just thankful that, uh, Westy gave me a shot and then 
and then just score really I didn't really ask for much more at the end of the day no uh, and be honest how many times have you looked back at the goal uh, too many times if I'm honest <laughs> I've watched it so many times uh, and it gets better every time doesn't it yeah for sure <laughs> right well thanks for coming on Jack now last no thing we've got to tell you about why we've got you back on is that um You've been voted as winner of the award that we're having uh, on our last podcast of the uh, series. You know, it's all about awards today. And you've won the award for the best goal scored this season in the Rapa and Deets Cornish Soccer End of Season Award. So, uh, fantastic. Yeah, I'm buzzing with that, to be honest. (laughs) Wouldn't have expected that at the start of the season, really. It's a funny old game, isn't it? Yeah. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. Thanks to Jack and Cam there for the interview. It wasn't just the manner of how the goal was scored, was it? It was the stage of the game that it was scored at, the reaction it brought from the players at the right end of the ground. I mean, just imagine if it happened at the other end. It wouldn't have been anything like it was because that that crowd were right there on top of them and the management sliding into the huddle. It was brilliant. Just fantastic goal. And and like Jack said, you know, he's watched it more than once. Yeah, don't blame him, mate. I mean, yeah, to be honest, everything you just said, I've written down like this. I mean, you know, worthy goal of the season, mate. You know, if you if you take into account, like you said, mate, the occasion, the score at the time, you know, and obviously the fantastic F Troop support at the club XM, mate, you know, going ballistic. It is, every time I watch it, mate, I get goosebumps. Think, you know, <laughs> that, I mean, I do, mate, the F Troop are obviously very close to my heart, mate, you know, and, I was lucky enough to experience some great days of them, like, you know, but uh, but I, I can imagine how Webby felt, mate, the moment he knew it was going in, mate, you know, because, you know, you know, mate, you know, when you've hit one, and you, mm-hmm. you don't always have to see it go, you know, you turn away, mate, you know, yeah. I've turned away a few times, actually, Diggs, and hit the ball and looked an idiot, mate, and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Steve Newt pushing one over the ball, mate, look, I hit a dipping volley, mate, over Newt at Lunston, mate. Former Lonson, both going for the league, we was it's an evening game, one of the last games of the season. And I, oh, mate, it's the best save anyone's ever made off me. I was gone, mate. I was away, running towards the F trip with my <laughs> finger. <laughs> I just saw like a flash of green, mate, dive backwards and tip the ball onto the underside of the ball, mate. I, I couldn't believe it, mate. But, but, uh, but no, I can imagine how Webby felt, mate. You know, the moment he knew it was going in and, Lovely lad, Webby, mate, and I, I know his dad, Shane, mate, you know, he would have been bursting with pride that day, mate, so so well done to Webby, mate, you know, what a goal, worthy winner, Dick's worthy winner, mate. That's right, and uh, when we look at the, the top places, and again in reverse order, there's a load equal as runners-up, but Sean Cleary, Sordash against Wendron, Brody Mitchell for his goal for St Newland East against Holmans, now, this next one, could have been, you know, a, a good competitor yeah. to Jack Weber. Talon Mitchell, you've probably seen it on social media yeah. for his goal for Bodmin. Free kick, wasn't it, I think, at uh, yeah. Saltash in the League Cup. And then um, also sharing second place uh, was Sam Morecambe for Millbrook against Tor Point. And, and again, that would have been a special goal because it was in the Boxing Day derby. So that just adds a yeah. little bit of spice to it, doesn't it? So the occasion. Yeah. So congratulations to them. But the winner, and it was uh, come the end, a clear winner, 
and certainly this was the one category I, I, I knew who was going to win it before you know the yeah. votes started coming in. Jack Weber for that goal in the dying minutes of the of the ninety minutes. In fact, it was over ninety minutes when he scored. Falmouth yeah. against Longlevens. Jack Weber. Well done, Jack. Yeah, well, 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 sir. Right. Okay. Before we hear the winners of the remaining three categories, let's bring in our trusty contributors to the podcast that keep us informed each week. They are, of course, Cam Weldon, John Colenso, and first of all, Southwest Peninsula League Secretary Phil Hiscox. Well, here we are at the last episode, and before we find out from the three of you your thoughts on this series, Phil. News out this week about a slight change to how you hope the League Cup pans out. So can you just clarify the changes? Yeah, basically we um, squeezed the games till the very last fortnight of August in the hope that that might give us more chance of playing them. And having consulted with the clubs, we've come up with a sort of compromise which we think will allow them to play the games in terms of playing the squads without actually sort of allowing them to pick a whole new team, if you know what I mean. Yeah, the, the I know there was a little bit of concern, or, or perhaps not concern, but the, there was a few managers that they weren't sure what the the sort of rules and regulations were going to be about cup tied players and all mm. that sort of thing. So, mm. so basically, if they're with the club now, they're eligible, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. What we've said is we know all, all the players that each club had registered on the 1st of July after the close season period finished. So they're all eligible to play. And in addition, clubs can sign another three players between now and the 7th of August and, and nominate those, but they can't be sort of higher league players. So Elmore can't pick three from Tiverton, Falmouth can't pick three from Truro, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then an additional rule for which isn't time limited, uh, the, the ability to sign a goalkeeper in an emergency right up to the final. Right. OK. And, of course, all this still depends on, on what happens nationwide as such about football, doesn't it? It does. We're still, I'm not entirely sure we're any closer forward, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I think part of our thinking was, A, that the second half of August, you know, people are expecting to be able to play friendly. So, therefore, hopefully we're going to play cup ties. Uh, but also, if that's not the case, then by the 7th of August, well, if we haven't got a date for pre-season to even start by the 7th of August, we're all in trouble, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, right. OK, well, let's keep our fingers crossed. And, of course, we must give it its proper name, mustn't it? it it's the Walter C. Parson Funeral Directors League Cup, isn't it? Yeah, nice short title. I know, it, short it's got to be the longest League Cup name out there, isn't it? <laughs> Just call it the Dead Cup. That's the easy answer, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> right. OK. Now, thanks for that. Um, now, this series has lasted 49 weeks, uh, and today we're celebrating with our end of season's awards finale. And So I thought I'd get the three of you on together. Firstly, to say thank you from Rapper and myself for coming on every week, uh, especially of late when there hasn't been any action on the pitch to talk about, but also just to perhaps quickly hear from you each uh, what your fondest moment of the series has been. So, so John, you joined us in December, and so let's start with you. Any highlights that stand out for you? Um, I think generally, because it's been such a tough season, I would say that just having the podcast running while there's been no football has been a lot of people's highlights of the week. I know it sounds daft, but people still like to talk about football and be involved and listen to what's going on. And you know, I know I've spoken to quite a few people who have said they still look forward to it, even though there was no football going on. 
purely because they wanted to keep in touch and listen to you know listen to what we had to say anyway. Um, so I think that's been a great you know a great bit for the podcast in general. My favourite bit personally was obviously I joined in December, which was great. But before that, I spoke to you on the 13th of November after we'd beaten Godolphin in the Senior Cup. Really? Um, and that was a, that was a highlight for me as well because you know everybody was sort of talking about us at the time. It was all new territory for us, and yeah, I think we just really enjoyed the moment, and it was nice to talk about it and and get Sinclair's name on the map a little bit. Right. Okay. Thanks for that. Cam, you're our true city man. So, uh, what will you remember from the last year? Well, it sounds a bit dark this one day, but my, my fondest memories actually come in the lockdown. Uh, it was a challenge you set me. Um, I think it was about March, April time. You set me a challenge to name my all-time Truro eleven, which was not an easy decision. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed doing that. Obviously, it went trip down memory lane almost, and it took me it took me a long time to do it. I'll give you that it was probably about an hour or so to figure out names and scribbling off names, putting new names down. I, I thoroughly really enjoyed that. And obviously, um, I've enjoyed every episode I've been on. Really, Dave, it's good to talk about um, Truro. Feel sorry for all the listeners you have to listen to me every week. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so it's been a really enjoyable series, and obviously, that's credit to you and Rappo and obviously everyone else involved. I like that. The youngest member on, on the programme, and he says a trip down memory lane. So uh, <laughs> the, the two don't quite go together. But anyway, now, Phil, looking back, what was special for you? I think, to me, the great value of, of the podcast, and it's really shone out this season, has been the ability to be able to sort of communicate and keep people up to date with, with what's going on. Because we've had, all of us, a, a season really from from beyond the, the pale um, and the fact that we've been able to sort of interview people and, and keep people up to date and answer queries and questions about you know, why things are done in certain ways and how things are working out, it's such a great tool um, for, for our listeners to be able to, to know that there is a sort of human at the end of the, of, of the, the query who has an explanation as to why things have gone the way they've gone. Yeah, it's not just about uh, secretaries being, uh, you know, rule book men, is it? No, far from it, far from <laughs> it. I, I think a, a lot of people, I know I've, I've had people sort of feedback to me that, that they've listened to the podcast and that, you know, they picked up a point they just hadn't thought of. Um, and, and it's great that, you you know, in a modern society, we can we can communicate how things are done and why things are done rather than just, like you say, the black and white of what the rule says. Right. Now then, Cam, looking forward... I guess what you want is more of what Triu Road gave you last season, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, Dave. It's one of those ones where um, I think mainly I'm just desperate for football, but for Truro Road's point of view, we're just desperately trying to get back to where we believe we belong, which is the National League South. And it was a disappointing end to last season, as it was for a lot of clubs. But um, I think the aim solely is just to continue where we left off really and I feel we've strengthened a lot already player recruitment wise this summer um, all the stuff going on behind the scenes the club seems in a lot better position than it was 12 months ago so and that's a credit down to the Watsi, Yetsi, everyone involved with the club so um, ultimately it's basically just finish what we didn't were unable to finish last season so uh, and that is win the league title but and for me personally the, the aim this season for uh, football is to visit Trongle Park at Mausel it's been one I've been trying to get to for the last two years I've never done it so uh, uh, right. it's, it's looking very nice at the moment actually have you seen it on Twitter 
I have. I've seen some pictures of it. It's looking very good. And I spoke to Jay Cash the other day, actually. So, um, yeah, I'm looking up. That's the aim so for me personally to pop down there. Right. And I suppose, actually thinking from, from listening to you then, you mentioned Watsy, you mentioned Yetsy. Should we be calling you Kamsi now? Uh, definitely not. That's my. <laughs> that's um. It's well. I mean, you can call me what you want, Dave. But if, if that's what you want to call me, go for it. But um, it's not my preferred name. Let's right. say that. Okay. So, John, chairman of Sinclair, as well as our East Cornwall Premier League contributor, it's a sixteen-team league. Whenever the season starts again, what what are you hoping to to get out of it? Um, I'm hoping we can continue the form that we started last season, really, Dave, and just carry on where we left off and hit the ground running, get a good few games under our belts. Um, we've joined, we've signed on a couple of few youngsters as well that we need to get into senior football as quick as possible. So I'm just hoping we can really carry on the form that we left with and, and just um, get get even more results than we did last season. OK. And I think I, I, I sort of might know the answer to this one, Phil, but what are you looking forward to uh, for next season? I think just getting back to, to playing. I think there are so many, so many players, supporters, officials that um, are just perhaps now realising that it, it's only when you haven't got it you realise exactly what you're missing. Um, and uh, you know, it would be more now four or five months since uh, anybody's seen any proper football. Uh, and I think we're all. I personally would just be delighted when we get to the first competitive game of the season and hopefully people are there to watch it and enjoy it yeah that, that day is going to be uh, quite an exciting one i think actually and and everyone's going to be looking forward to it well as i said thanks again uh, for being there for us during this extended series of the rapper and deeks friday fix rapper and i didn't expect it to be this long to be honest and uh, but hopefully we'll be hearing from you all that is all of you whenever things start to warm up for season 2021. Thanks very much. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. Yeah, thanks to the three of them, um, of course, and also all the guests that we have on each week. Uh, over 120 different guests, more than 200 interviews. And without you all, well, Rappu, we wouldn't have a podcast, would we? No, we wouldn't do so. You know, thanks to yeah, you know, like to reiterate, mate, like like you just said, mate. Thanks to everyone that's come on and you know made it made it a good bit of fun, mate. And we've had a laugh every week, mate. And uh, yeah, enjoyed listening to all the interviews and and everybody's different opinions. And and thanks to the lads, mate. You know, uh, obviously JC, Phil, and and well, Camzy, mate. You know, thanks to the three lads, mate. I mean, you know, they're a big part of it as well, Dicks, and then, you know, thanks for all their contributions and, and thanks for the kind words and everything. And, you know, perhaps we should take Cam down uh, Trungle Park, mate. He'll get, let him have a little, uh, stick him in the back of the car, mate, while we're going down the lane, mate, down that lane. bouncing <laughs> <laughs> up and down, mate, wouldn't he? <laughs> It would be, be like one of those dogs that you used to have on the back shelf, isn't it? With a wobbly yeah. head. <laughs> That's it, mate, yeah. It's like, a, it's like an Alton Towers ride, isn't it? Going up the Trungle Park. <laughs> Driving up the Trungle Park, mate. I've had, I've had less rides at Alton Towers, mate. But but, uh, but no, mate, no. No, I think he'll enjoy it when he when he does 
make a trip there, mate, don't you? Can, mate? I think you or Camsey, mate. Is it Camsey name, mate? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's a Troy nickname, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What's he yet, see? Camsey, mate. He's part of the Troy folklore, isn't he? <laughs> but, nah. No, no Ch- Trungle Park's looking at the picture at the minute, isn't it, mm, That's right. That's what I said, to, well, as you heard, I, that's what I said to, yeah. to Camsey. Um, you know, it, it's, <laughs> some of it's the way they cut the grass, isn't it? It's just, yeah. you know, but did did you see? Um, uh, I think it was Rower on Twitter suggests that all these pitches in such beautiful condition at the moment. Let's hope we yeah. do get to see football played on them relatively soon, rather than than having to wait until what November or whatever, and we're out there on yeah. with Wellingtons on again. So yeah, we just like it, wouldn't it? That, yeah. You know, like, the, the players have got a chance to play on these lovely surfaces, mate. Yeah. Pristine, mate, isn't they? Pristine at the minute. Pristine, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So on to the three remaining categories, and uh, well. Made it. This was made a bit easier for me actually because I was able to grab two guests together for these three. We're having a quick look back with two special guests, Matty Cusack and Ryan Richards. Welcome, guys. Hello, Dave. You okay, Thanks, mate? Dave. Yeah. Firstly, if I can ask you, Matt, uh, just to sum up your thoughts on last season, 2019-20. Yeah. Um, obviously, a bit of an anticlimax come the end, Dave. Um, really disappointed that we didn't get a chance to finish the season because it would have been um, a great way for um, us to, just to see how we would have got on that Soltash. Now, at the start of the year, I set the team a challenge of winning multiple silverware, and I think that we were well on course to do that. We were you know, Before the COVID came along, we were in a league title race and in two cup semi-finals. Ryan, it, it would have been nail-biting stuff, wouldn't it? I mean, you still had so many games left to play in the league. Yeah, we did, Dave. And as I mentioned to you, I think the last time I spoke to you, um, obviously... It was a big ask for us to win the remainder of our games. Um, but there's no reason why we couldn't. I mean, Houston went on, obviously, that that long run um, and won, I think it was something something ridiculous, in 19, 20 games on a bounce. And if they can do it, there's no reason, there's no reason why we couldn't. Obviously, we needed to play them, I think, twice still in the league towards the back end of the season, which could have potentially been total deciders. But obviously... Unfortunately, we won't find out now. <laughs> no, it, we'll never find out. That's the thing. Uh, but, Ryan, you scored three or more goals in five games last season. Um, is there any particular match, though, that gives you more satisfaction uh, you know, and stands out when you look back at them all? Yeah, there is. And the one that stands out for me the most is uh, Bobman at home. I think we played, I think we played Bobman at home... Um, in the cup, one of the cups, and I think we nicked it 3-2, 3-2 maybe an extra time, but then I think we played them a week or two later in the league, and I think we beat them 6-0, um, and it was probably the the most one-sided game of football I think I've ever played in, which for me, it was one of the, it was one of them games where everything, everything I hit went in and it's, it's it's rare you get one of them it's rare you get one of them but like you say on a couple of occasions I think the week later I did score three against Blazy um, but for me yeah it's definitely that bombing game that bombing game at home you have to love a goal scorer don't you Matty 
Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't pick the tour point game, Dave, to be honest. I know. Uh, I was expecting that one, to be honest. He scored four that day. Yeah. Yeah. One, See, one of them in particular was a terrific assist. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I forgot all about that, that one, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, no, you know, he, he could have picked a number of games, Dave. You know, he, he does that. That's what he does. Um, you know, he scores goals. Uh, and he has done for for a number of seasons. And, um, you know, he's uh, he, he set his own standards at, at Step 6 Football. And, and you know, Saltash um, was was a great place for him to thrive. And, and he, he scored so many important goals in those four years that he was with us. And he was a credit to his team. So, but time moves on. And, and, and now you're both with... Plymouth Parkway and Matt how's the pre-season training going under the restrictions you've obviously had to to stick by because of the coronavirus yes um it's been a bit of a challenge I'm not going to lie because you know I want to go in there and try and, and put my stamp on things but then you've got to train the players in groups of five plus one coach um and then they've got to be at social distance as well so it's been hard to do things which um, are both you know physically challenging for them, but are also giving the technical returns they need. Um, and then you, yeah, we've only just started really to embed any sort of strategic stuff. Uh, and you know, first couple of sessions, everybody's sussing one another out. And uh, I'm not the only changer. There's about eight eight sort of players or so that are coming as well. So, but I think we're getting to a point now whereby we are really bonding as a group, and um, that's going to be pivotal for us moving forward. Right. Well, the real reason for getting you both on the last podcast of the series is that you've both won awards in our Rappel and Dietz Cornish Soccer End of Season Awards. Um, Matt, you've been voted the manager of the season. That's out of all our Cornish clubs. So uh, what do you make of that? Oh, Dave, I, you know, I'm absolutely flabbergasted, to be honest. I didn't expect that. I thought you just wanted me to come on and just have a little chat about how we got on our season. <laughs> Um, hey, I'm absolutely over the moon with that. I'm absolutely delighted. And, um, you know, it could have gone to a number of other managers. You know, Mass did terrifically well last year at Helston on that run that he went on. Um, you know, Jakey, always, uh, he did well in his, his first year down at, um, at Marzo as well. Um, you know, Westy always picks his club up and, and does well in cup competitions. And then, yeah, you know, you, you've got the... I guess the East managers as well, the, the Dean Cardews, the, the Mike Heron coming at Millbrook and did well. Mate, I'm over the moon. I'm absolutely, um, I'm flabbergasted to be honest, a bit lost for words. But, but yeah, I, I, I'm really appreciative of, of the voters that voted for me. Thank you. Okay, and Ryan, we've got two for you, not just the one award, but we've got two. Firstly, player of the season uh, with any Cornish club in the steps three to six. As well, oh, as well as uh, the Kitchen Kit Limited Southwest Peninsula League Player of the Season for the Premier West. So two for you. Is that is that vote is that voted by who's that voted by, Dave? It's voted by yeah. anyone in the world, to be honest. Um, oh, fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> I knew all them friends I've got over. Like like Matt said, Dave, I'm over the moon with that. Um, okay. Very, I didn't expect that at all. And like Matt said, I, I expected to just come on and have a quick five-minute chat about back end of the season and obviously what's going on this season with me and Matt partway. But um, I'm absolutely uh, over the moon with that, Dave. Thank you very much. And like I say, I appreciate all the votes from from whoever they came from. 
Well, that's no problems. Uh, all I can say is, well, actually, I've got one before uh, before we go, and obviously, congratulations to you both, and best of luck for next season. Uh, Matt, have you still got that beard? <laughs> it went on Saturday day. <laughs> oh, thank so, goodness uh, for that. Saturday just gone, obviously. The, um, uh, the the hairdressers opened, didn't they? All the barbers. And, mate, I got down at half past eight because that's what time out there. I was told they were opening. Um, the place that I went to in Plymouth, there, there was about six or seven barbers on this particular street. It was about ten deep in people the time I got there at half eight in the morning. <laughs> and I queued for two hours, mate. Oh. Uh, but eventually I got in. The beer has been taken back, mate, and I've had a haircut as well. So, uh, <laughs> so I was over the moon by about midday on Saturday. It's been, it's been a, a long a long haunt, that one. Made him look really fierce, though, Ryan, didn't it? It did, mate. I, I turned up the pre, first pre-season session we did and didn't even recognise him. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, it's been great talking to you guys during the season. All the best. And, uh, well, you know, let's hope uh, it's promotion for you two. Let's hope so, Dave. Thank you very much. I, like I say, I appreciate uh, getting us on. And I, I want to say thanks to everyone that, that voted. Um, and take care and good luck in the future, Dave. Thanks. Dave. As well, I'll just come in there, mate. And uh, yeah, totally unexpected. I wasn't expecting this on this call. I'm absolutely over the moon with uh, the award that I've been given. Thank you to all the voters. But mate, also make sure that you and Rappel take uh, good credit for what you do in promoting the local game because without you, um, you know, the profile of the local game wouldn't be as high as it is. So, so keep up the good work, pal. Your Cornish podcast. Well, as expected, uh, the saltash helson rivalry continued. But in both cases, Ryan came out on top. Yeah, what a player, Dick. It's a high value for Ryan, mate. It's got to be fair. I mean, you know, nice interview with Matt and Ryan there, mate. I mean, they're both outstanding individuals, really, mate, aren't they? I mean, we did fantastically for Salt Ash, mate. And, and we'll be sorely missed, you know, by everyone there. But, but they both deserve to, to take their talents to, a, to another level, I think, mate, don't they? To a higher level. And... And I'm 100% sure they'll both be just as successful next season in getting Parkway into the Southern League. Dig, you know, I'd like to put a nice little bet on that one, mate. You know, but um, but both awards, you know, or all three awards, mate. But but both both lads, you know, very much deserved, mate. You know, actually, top top blokes, mate. Both of them, and uh, couldn't think of two better winners, mate, in in those categories, digs. Yeah, if we look at the uh, look at them. Uh, each a little bit more. The uh, Southwest Peninsula player this season, third place, Luke Braven, Farmworth Town. Yeah, yeah, I got mentioned Braves, yeah, as well, mate. Obviously, I played with his dad, Nigel, mate. Well, I still do, mate, in the vets and all dicks. And, you know, Nigel was a hundred and, well, 200% player, mate. You know what, what, well, Bambi, mate, as we like. Yeah. I don't know why he's called Bambi, mate, because, you know, he's, he, he doesn't shirk a tackle, mate, does he? No, you know but, why, uh, though? It's because his legs go all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably like what it is. In the cartoon, yeah, he's yeah, always true. sort of slipping over, wasn't he? But, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's why, I think. <laughs> a bit unkind, I think, mate. But, but uh, yeah, what's it? Ungainly, mate, Ungainly, isn't it? Ungainly, that's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But, but very effective, but but yeah, Luke's one of them players. You know, like we mentioned Ryan earlier, Dick. You know, you you know, I think Westy's played him in a variety of positions, only for time mm. this season, mate. And he's been outstanding, so definitely deserves to be in the top three, mate. I think. Yeah. So third place, Luke Braven. Second place. Well, if there's going to be anyone that was going to run Ryan close, it was obviously yeah. going to be Helston Athletics' Mark Goldsworthy. He came. He finished in second place. 
and literally there were just a handful of votes between the two of them um, and just to confirm first place for the uh, Peninsula Player of the Season Premier West went to Ryan Richards of Salt Ash United now next category some people might say well isn't it surely the same category but no it's not because it's Player of the Season with a Cornish club from steps 3 to 6 so this opened it up to players of obviously the, the East Division and the West together as well as the Southern League. So, uh, you know, Southern League down the Southwest Peninsula and, uh, well, the final top three placings in third place, we've got Tyler Harvey, Truro City. Second, Mark Goldsworthy, Helston again. Uh, and as we know, Ryan Richards, the winner of this category. But uh, a lot of goals between those three, Rafa. <laughs> I was just looking at that, Deeks. I was, I was just thinking the very same thing, mate. Imagine having them as a front three, mate. <laughs> Flipping it. Who would you stick up top, mate? Who would you have either side, mate? What, what would you do with that, mate? Crikey. Um, Who would you stick? I, ooh, I think it'd have to be gold, Goldie right up top. I think so. Yeah. I think so, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that, Dick. Yeah. Although, yeah, we're right. I don't think you'd get much uh, tracking <clears throat> back from any of them, would you? Nah, no, nah, don't blame me. <laughs> yeah, I know I never did much. I got back in my own half, I get a nosebleed. So I didn't even look at my own goal. I was always looking at the other goal. <laughs> but so, nah, nah, great. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a brilliant top three, mate, isn't it? Brilliant mm. top three, that. And I, I yeah. think rightly so to be the, you know, voted the top three places, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, yeah, couldn't think of anyone. Like you say, mate, definitely Goldie and Ryan are definitely the two outstanding players in the Southwest Peninsula League this season, right? And then, and obviously Tyler, mate, you know, he's won a, he's won a national award, mate, any this season, you know, so, yeah. you know, individually as for his goal, what, 24 goals, mate, was it, I think? So, yeah, yeah like brilliant that. at that level. Brilliant at that level, yeah. And uh, on to the results for the, the manager of the season. Now, and, and this is literally the manager of the season with a Cornish club. So could be chosen from managers throughout the county. So from the likes of Tony Howard of Storm FC in the Trelawney League, who we've had on <laughs> podcast before. Yeah. And uh, I spoke to him actually not so long ago and um, hoping he's getting over his illness. Um, so that's Tony of Storm. Could be from him. Who received? He actually did receive votes right through all the way through to Truro's Paul Watton. So across all levels of our Saturday football. So uh, third place was Steve Massey, Helston. Not surprising that he's uh, featuring in the top three. No. Second place, our old friend Mark. To give him his full name, Mark Ferguson Smith of AFC St Austell, Sparky. And uh, yep. as we now know, Matt Cusack. Won the manager of the season from all our Cornish clubs, and I think Matt was um, well. He celebrated. With, he sent me a photo of uh, how he celebrated a can of Carling. <laughs> Good order, mate. Well deserved as well, mate. You know what? What a job. You know, not only last season, Beach. You know, like you know what a job Matt's done over the last few seasons. You know, at Salt Ash, mate. He's he's put him right back up there, mate, at the top of Cornish football. Isn't he? So. You know, and like, you know, Mass only third, mate, had a 24 winning run, mate, you know, winning game run, didn't he? What a, what an achievement that was. Uh, you know, that would have been an achievement in 
Sunday League football, mate, wouldn't it? Let alone South West mm. Peninsula League. So fantastic. And, and like you said, our old mate Sparky, has been on a few times. Right? I mean, you know, great coach and manager, mate Sparky. You know, the amount of young players he's improved in his time. That's an awesome mate. Just, you know, let alone, you know, what he's done, you know, results wise, mate, as well. They, they were well set to win the. Some Perrin League East, mate, weren't they? Well set at the top of the league there and still in the cup as well, mate, semi final. So, mm-hmm. you know, three, another, again, mate, you know, three. And obviously, we, you know, spoke about Matt, mate. What, what more can you say about Matt, you know? So, so you know, again, mate, a, a, a really strong top three, Dick, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Matt did actually, um, he, come the end, he was a clear winner. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, it was good to see um, also slightly lower down. Um, Paul Wotton, Westy, who we've had on the programme, Chris Knight, Sinorsal's first team, they all got a, a huge amount of votes as well. So uh, um, yeah. they featured for a while in the race, but it ended up with the clear winner, Matt Cusack. Yeah, yeah, all them guys, dude. You know, you know, it's not just about winning stuff, and although like nobody won anything, did they mate in the end? But but uh, thanks, thanks to the FA. But uh, but no, you know, all the lads like Knighter, Westy, and, and what's who you mentioned, mate. They've all had, you know, what they've done for their own, you know, particular clubs, mate. It's been uh, you know fantastic, mate. Right? You know what Westy's doing on and off the field at Thornmouth, mate. You know, it's incredible, mate. So you know, great, great to see, mate. Great to see. Yeah. Well. That's it. We got there. Twelve different categories, yeah. eleven different winners. Um, many thanks to all of you that voted, and, and as well everyone we've spoken to this week uh, for keeping the names, the winners' names under wraps. Uh, I don't think I've seen anything mentioned anywhere. Seeing we started interviewing them on Monday, so uh, so thanks to them for that. Um, looking back at the series, the Rappo. Um, is there anything that sort of sticks out for you? I've got to be honest, I, I enjoy it every week, mate, really. I, I, I sort of enjoy listening to, like, someone in the Dutchie League, you know, as much as I do, you know, someone in the Southern League, like, really. It's just, it's just nice to have, like, all walks of life in Cornish football, mate, isn't it? And all different personalities. And, you know, well done to you, mate, you know, for all your interviews and that, mate, you know. You know, I'm lucky, mate. I get the chance to hear him a couple of days before everyone else, and you know, I, I love listening to him, mate. And no, I don't. I can't pick a particular. Like, mate, there's been so many, mate. But just like you know, obviously thank Phil again, mate. JC and and Camzy, mate. You know, for, <laughs> and Cab. Sorry, Cab. Um, you might not like that, mate. Might they, Camzy, mate? But, yeah. but um, yeah, I thank the three lads, you know, for all their efforts, mate. You know, it makes it all into. So one big, well, one big happy family, Dick, something, and <laughs> seventy-three episodes old, mate. So, so we must be doing something right, mate. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if we're not, well, if you want to confirm Rappo's thoughts here that we are doing something right, you can always contact us uh, about this episode. You can do so via Twitter. That's at uh, Soccer Podcast. And Rappo's, well, let's hear it for one more time this series, Rappo. What's your Twitter account name? <laughs> oh, no, mate, it's, it's, it's shocking, Dick. It's <laughs> at, <laughs> ain't it, mate? At not Rapsy one mate. Yeah. <laughs> not, not ten, as you would have preferred. No, nah, why not just put, why, why couldn't she just put a little note on the end, mate? Mm. You know, she knows, she knows me lucky number's ten. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll take it. Yeah. Also, if you don't do Twitter um, and you want to get a hold of me, you can always email me davedeacon at cornishsoccer.info. So um, that'll be good to hear what people think about it. This is the second series coming to an end. We are planning on returning, um, but obviously keeping that date a little flexible as it really does depend on uh, when it looks like that football will return on the pitch. Um, Who knows? I mean, it's still, there's meetings going on as we speak, I think, isn't there? um, Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It takes like 23rd of March, right, when... You know, Mr. Johnson uh, put us all in lockdown. It was mate, and, and here we are, mate, on the tenth of July. And we stay, we still went no further forth, mate. Are we mm. about when we're going to get, you know, a game of, you know, a competitive game of football. But, but uh, it'll be a happy day, mate, when it happens. Anyway, mate, when it. I mean, I think like Phil said, really, does you, you know, what, you know, great quote, really. You don't you don't miss. You know, you don't know how much you miss something until it's gone, mate, do you? Mm, really? That's right. And that's exactly the way, you know, that's what I'm sure we all feel about, about our Cornish football, isn't it, mate, really? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. so there we go. I'm off to spend yeah. a week in North Cornwall now. Um, I can't decide yeah. whether to take my golf clubs or not, though, Rapu. What do you think? Oh, mate, stick them in. Stick them in the boot, mate. Yeah, there's some nice courses up that way, isn't there? I reckon you'll regret it, mate, if you don't throw them in. Yeah, that's true. So have a nice week, mate. Have a nice week with the girls, mate. Anyone up that part of the world, if you fancy a round of golf, um, get in touch with me. It's uh, what is it at uh, Soccer Podcast, isn't it? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So I recommend it to anyone, mate. Having having had a few rounds with you, mate. Good bit of company, <laughs> especially if you're a football man, mate. You can have a have a good chat for a few hours on the way around. <laughs> right. <laughs> so for the moment, Rappo. I think I'm right in saying we're out of time. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for out of time for the season that never was, mate, haven't we? Yeah. But we made season. it we made it a season that at least we can remember, didn't we? That's that's the main thing. So uh, Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, exactly, mate. It would have been yeah, great idea from you, mate, with the awards and everything, mate, because you know, I think it would have been a travesty. You know, the clubs have put in what, seven Eight months of hard work, mate. I know, you know, the last month or two went out of the window, mate. But but the clubs have put in, you know, seventy five percent of their seasons, mate, and they. Mm. So it would have been a shame just to, you know, as the FA wanted to, mate, just null and void it as if it never happened, mate. I think, wouldn't it? So so well done to you, mate. Great idea, mate. I think the FA made the decision a little bit too quick, didn't they? Really, to. I do. Yeah, when you see what's happened in the other leagues, like the, you know, with the obviously the playoffs happening now, mate, and you know, in the in the various leagues, mate, and they in the steps, you know, sort of one to three and that, you know, I think, I think step, you know, I think the other or oh, steps one and two rather, but I think steps three to downwards, mate, were treated with a little bit of, you know, I don't know, mate. Mm. Uh, I was going to say contempt, mate, but that's not really the word, is it? Mate? <laughs> I, I don't know, mate. I, I just think, you know. I think they could have been treated with a bit more respect, if I'm honest. Mate. So, mm-hmm. like you said, mate, it was a bit, but you know, it was. I think they jumped the gun. I think really, mate. You know, it wouldn't have hurt to hang on a few weeks. And you know, I mean, obviously, none of us could expect this to happen. So, you know, it's obviously something that hopefully we can get over and it will never happen again. But mm-hmm. what I do think, you know, regards our sort of standard of football, mate, it was yeah, a, a little bit sort of jumped the gun. I think, mate. Right. Okay. Sorry to go on about well, it, mate. I was just trying to think. 
can we finish on a happy note? And yeah, is yeah. there any possible way that you can remember any of the biggest names in Cornish football? Oh, mate, yeah. Well, Mindauskas, Lazakowskis, mate. <laughs> I always remember that. that. That trips off the tongue, mate, doesn't it? Um, oh, I'm struggling with it. And, so. and also the fact that you thought the new chairman of the South West Peninsula League, or the current chairman of the South West Peninsula League, was the fisherman. I was going to regret that one, mate. I was, I was pushed for time, mate, when I was a quiz. You were pushing me for an answer, mate. I, I listened to that again today, and I, it did make me chuckle, I must admit. So. Yeah, I can imagine, mate. Yeah, yeah right. I'll never live that one, mate. So, no. so on that note, it's goodbye from me, yeah. and everyone, most important of all, you still have to stay alert, and more importantly, stay safe. Yeah. And goodbye for the series. Yeah, cheers, Dave. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next season. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Your Cornish 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 C